0: The natural healing force within each of us is the greatest force in getting well. Hello and welcome to episode 295 from what? Under the Call of MS, a Wellness Wednesday episode. That was supposedly a saying by Hippocrates, 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 (laughs) Hippocrates. Hippocrates. (laughs) Hippocrates. Uh, today we're just going to talk about a variety of different health items. Let's start out with. Oh, let's look at some foods that help our bodies heal. Like leafy green vegetables, like kale, spinach, arugula, mustard greens, and Swiss chard are packed with nutrients. That decrease inflammation, enhance immune function, and improve wound healing, making them the perfect choice to promote recovery. Their high leafy greens are high in vitamin C, manganese, magnesium, folate, and provitamin A, all of which are essential for immune function and overall health. And I'm finding it's just easier to eat. These damn whole foods, and then take the medications because I'm struggling now in this whole thing with going back on all my natural medications and my regular medications and adding in baclofen and a couple other new things to my routine. And now I'm losing my taste buds, which really sucks because I mean, something good for me, like a cup of coffee, can't enjoy, a cup of tea. Uh, nauseous and vomiting feeling halfway through drinking it. It's like, I don't know what caused it. I'm hoping it's the baclofen. Well, not really hoping because I dropped all the way down to, from six to seven baclofen a day down to, well, now this week I'm finally down to one, and then next week I won't have any. Now I'm going to try two weeks without to see if my taste buds come back. Cause they say, it can take about 10 days for you to recover your taste buds from certain medications. So I'm doing that. But last night, my spasticity just was off the chart. I had MS hugs most of the night. I had cramps most of the night, stabbing pains, all kinds of neuropathic pain and stuff, neuropathy pains and spasticity issues and it just really sucks so I, I do know the baclofen is helping with those but I take such a large amount that I think it just basically kills off my taste buds but we will see. Could be one of my other natural oil oil type things or something like krill oil or omega 3's or the vitamin D's or the, the B complex or I started... Flaxseed oil again. and Just so many different types of oils. One of those could be doing it too. So I don't know. I'm playing around with it. But basically. I got. What is it? Today. Today will be the last day of my sugar flush. My 30 days are done. And then tomorrow I'm going to. Just have a fun day. And then. I'll decide what I'm going to do next. Uh, one thing I'm going to talk about here on wellness Wednesday is what I'm considering. I'm also considering doing a 30 day dairy flush or a 30 day, uh, what you call it? Gluten, gluten flush. We'll see. I got a few different things I was planning, or I might just stick to my intermittent fasting for the rest of this year and wait till next year the beginning of next year to start the next thing. Because I don't, I'm not doing nothing for Christmas or anything like that, but I like to enjoy myself if I go out to a movie or something like that. Maybe go out for a meal afterwards and not have to worry about all the bullshit. But with the intermittent flushing, it just works so much better because then I just keep my eating from like six to 10 PM. And that's good. Anywhere from four to 10, sometimes six to 10, sometimes four to 10 depends. some. Like on Sundays, I get to munchies early. I had a bowl of popcorn yesterday afternoon while I was watching football. No salt or nothing on it. No salt, no butter, nothing. It was straight up playing popcorn. But still, you're putting food in your system. When you're intermittent fasting, that counts as a starting to eat time, no matter what kind of little thing you're having. In my mind, at least. Let's see what else they got for healthy healing foods. Eggs. Following surgery, your body body needs more protein than the recommended daily allowance. The eggs are not only an excellent source of highly absorbable protein, providing 6 grams per large egg, but also nutrients that support immune health and wound healing. Whole eggs contain vitamins A and B12, as well as zinc, iron, and selenium. All of which pl- play vital roles. Salmon is packed with protein, B vitamins, selenium, iron, zinc, and omega-3 fats. And it's, and it's so damn good. Just so simple to make. Just fry it. If it's got skin, keep it face, skin side down. Fry it in a pan. Little little extra virgin olive oil or whatever you want. Avocado oil, sesame oil whatever you like to use, and then all I use is sea salt, cracked black pepper, a little lemon, inch uh, dill is what I like to put on it. Sometimes I'll add a little more to it, but usually that's the way I prefer making it. And then I like cooking the skin off after I take the rest of the salmon off the skin, flip it over. Cook it a little further so it gets a little crispy and then you got nice little toppings for your salads. You get nice little salmon you can eat right then and there. It's like that's where the most beneficial parts of the fish are, at least what I was told. Berries are brimming with nutrients and plant compounds that can help support your body's recovery. Many berries provide ample vitamin c which promotes wound healing by stimulating the production of collagen the most abundant protein in your body nuts and seeds are like almonds pecans walnuts sunflower seeds hemp seeds hemp seeds are freaking nasty unless you're putting them in something to kill the taste but they're all great A great choice for fueling your body during the recovery process. Those foods provide plant-based protein, healthy fats, and vitamins minerals that support healing. For example, nuts and seeds are a good source of zinc, vitamin E, manganese, and magnesium. Vitamin E acts as an antioxidant in your body. Protecting against cellular damage. It's also critical for immune health. And I started, amp that's another new one. That's that's actually the one I should try next. If it, if the baclofen doesn't change my taste buds. Vitamin E, I think, was the other thing I most recently got on. So I'm going to have to take that into consideration. I'd rather eat a handful of nuts or two. <laughs> Poultry, specific amino acids which are building blocks of protein, play important roles in wound healing and immune function. Poultry, including chicken and turkey, pack glutamine and arginine, two amino acids that may aid recovery and healing. Organ meats are some of the most nutritious foods you can eat. They boast many immune supportive nutrients, including vitamin A, zinc, B, iron, vitamin B, copper which is needed for the production of connective tissue and collagen and i love a good old pile of liver and onions if it's done right cruciferous vegetables like cauliflower broccoli brussels sprouts and kale are well known for their their impressive health benefits they may support recovery thanks to their wide variety of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. Shellfish, like oysters, mussels, and clams, are loaded with nutrients, especially zinc. It may promote recovery. Sweet potatoes and other things that are healthy, high-carb foods are important for recovery. Carbs not only provide the energy your cells require for healing, but also enzymes like hexokinase and citrate synthase, which aid wound repair. In addition, following a diet full of healthy nutrient dense foods, other lifestyle modifications may support healing like rest sleep hydration steer clear of things like cigarettes and alcohol when you're recuperating basically when recovering from illness or surgery you should fuel your body with foods that are high in nutrients and compounds that promote healing salmon nuts cruciferous vegetables and other several other foods may help optimize recovery Getting plenty of rest, staying hydrated, and avoiding smoking and alcohol promote op, optimal healing as well. And you always want to have a healthy gut. A healthy gut is a good thing to focus on, making sure you got good probiotic and prebi- prebiotic crossovers to help you get through your day with any types of weird issues and making sure your gut's working to maximize your body's output instead of putting a bunch of crap into your gut. Making your body hate you afterwards for it. Vitamin D is essential for people with MS. Many of us are lacking in vitamin D We can get it through supplements. It's like that's another thing I just recently increased. I went from 3,000 IUs to 5,000 IUs a day. And then I backed off my once a week 50,000 IU of vitamin D. And now I'm just doing the 5,000 a day for right now until I can get some, my next round of blood tests to see where my numbers are sitting at. But vitamin D is the only nutrient in our body that, Nutrient that our body produces when exposed to sunlight. So even getting out there, out in the sun without a shirt or thin in a tank top or something like so you get some sh- sun shining on some body parts and stuff and do that for 15 minutes, half hour a day, you're getting a good nice little chunk of vitamin D in your system. But if not, here's some healthy foods that can help you with that. Like salmon is good for getting your vitamin D. Wild salmon contains about 988 IU's of vitamin D per serving, which is pretty interesting because that's almost a thousand IU's of vitamin D. And usually when I make salmon, I probably have about two servings because I have two little two squares of salmon on my plate, plus all the everybody gives me their skin usually. They're afraid of it for some reason. Don't know why. But while farm salmon contains 250 IUs on average, the wild's going to give you more vitamin D, and it's better. Herring and sardines. Herring contains 216 IUs of vitamin D per 3.5 ounces. Servings. Pickled herring, sardines, and other fatty fish such as halibut and mackerel are also good sources of vitamin D. Cod liver oil contains 448 IUs of vitamin D per teaspoon. And it's also high in other nutrients such as vitamin A and omega 3 fatty acids. I did consider getting some cod liver oil. Pills recently, but I held off on it. I think I'm getting plenty of vitamin D. My numbers aren't too far off. Canned tuna contains 268 IUs of vitamin D per serving. Choose light tuna and eat six ounces or less per week to prevent methylmercury buildup. Which usually I'll have lately about a can of tuna a week. Egg yolks. Eggs from commercially raised hens contain only about 37 IUs of vitamin D per yolk. However, eggs from hens raised outside or fed vitamin D-enriched feed contains much higher levels. But if you're getting the farm-raised chickens, you have no idea what you're getting. So, mushrooms can synthesize vitamin D2 when exposed to UV light only wild mushrooms or mushrooms treated with UV light are good sources of vitamin D. And some fortified foods that are natural sources of vitamin D are limited, especially if you're a vegetarian or don't like fish. Some food products that don't naturally contain vitamin D are fortified with this nutrient. Cow's milk, soy milk, orange juice, uh cereal and oatmeal basically foods such as cow's milk soy milk orange juice and cereals and oatmeal are sometimes fortified with vitamin d these contain 54 to 136 i use per serving so you'd have to eat a lot to get what you want and that's not good so your body needs vitamin D to absorb calcium. This makes getting enough of both vitamin D and calcium crucial to maintaining bone health and preventing osteo- osteoporosis. And you can get vitamin D with calcium in it that, ha- that usually is called a bone health type vitamin uh, layout. Basically, spending time in the sun is a good way to get your daily dose of vitamin D. However, sufficient sun exposure is difficult for many people to achieve. Getting enough from your diet alone can be difficult, but not impossible. The foods listed that we talked about are some top sources of vitamin D, but eating plenty of these vitamin D-rich foods is a great way to make sure you get enough of this important nutrient. Which is good for you especially if you have MS oh, let's see what else do we got to talk about here some healthy types of cheese mozzarella is a soft cheese that lowers that's lower in sodium and calories than most other cheeses it also contains probiotics that may boost your immune system I love the tiny little mozzarella balls in my salad with my salad, extra virgin olive oil, apple cider vinegar salad dressing that I make. It just, it's a perfect like Italian taste to your, your salads. If I could get like little, little salamis or something like that, dice in there too, it would be good. But yeah, it gives you that little Italian restaurant type, type taste of those. But I stupidly bought extras when they were on sale and, Mine went bad. They got all slimy and stuff. See, you got to watch that. You got to make sure you use them when you got them. Blue cheese has distinctive blue or gray veins and a tangy taste. Loaded with calcium, it may promote bone health and help prevent osteoporosis. I cannot stand the taste of it myself. Same with feta cheese which is the next one on the list is a Greek cheese that's higher in salt, but lower in calories than other cheeses. It may also contain higher amounts of CLA, a fatty acid linked to improved body composition. Excuse me, I got a burp attack going. Cottage cheese is a fresh clumpy cheese that's loaded with protein, Adding cottage cheese to your diet can help keep you full and may aid in weight loss. I like cottage cheese. Ricotta cheese, I don't care for. It's a creamy white cheese that's loaded with protein. The high-quality whey found in ricotta may promote muscle growth and help lower blood pressure. I suppose I should probably look into it, see if I can find ways to make it enjoyable parmesan i like parmesan is a low lactose cheese that's high in calcium and phosphorus which may promote bone health swiss cheese which is good has less fat and sodium than most other cheeses and offers compounds that may help lower blood pressure however more research is needed of course there's always more research needed on everything cheddar which is great is rich in vitamin k2 a nutrient that prevents calcium from building up in your arteries and veins. Getting enough K2 may decrease your risk of heart disease. And then goat cheese is lower in lactose and contains proteins that may be more easily digested than those in cheeses from cow's milk. Basically, cheese is a widely consumed dairy product. Most cheeses are a good source of protein and calcium and some other Some offer additional health benefits. In particular, certain cheeses may provide nutrients that promote gut health, aid in weight loss, improve improve bone health, and decrease your risk of heart disease. However, as some cheeses can be high in sodium and or fat, it's still worth keeping an eye on your intake. Overall, cheese can be a nutritious addition to a healthy, balanced diet. Yeah, let's see. They have a twenty-minute workout laid out here that you can try for beginners to get your work and get. It, it says it's perfect for beginners, but it depends what your body allows you to do. So that's why you got to adapt to yourself. The two minutes of cardio warm up do low impact impact jumping jacks. These are already just raise your one arm and push your one leg out to the side, same arm and same leg, and then rocking back and forth to the other one, raising your arm and kicking your leg out as far as you can, just sliding it out or kicking it out. You're not jumping actually off the ground run and jump in place. This is where you just act like you're running and jumping by making your legs move in the running motion and then high-stepping your knees like you're jumping, but you're not actually taking both feet off the ground. You're just doing one at a time. Just basically stand with your arms bent at your sides and complete these moves in sequence. Right knee up, left knee up, right heel to backside left heel to backside and continue and then do 18 minutes of the moves. Start out with a bridge where you basically start by lying with your back on your mat, knees bent with feet on the floor and palms facing down at your sides. As you inhale, push through your feet and raise your buttocks and back off the ground. At the top, your body should form a straight line between your knees and shoulders. Hold it for a a little bit, I would, but slowly lower back down to the ground and repeat 10 reps for three sets total. Wall squats, where you basically position yourself with your back on a wall and feet a large step out in front of you. Lowering down against the wall, squat down until your knees reach a 90 degree angle or as far as you can go without severe pain. Mm Because if there's pain, you're not doing it right, and you're just going to hurt yourself. Hold for five seconds. Then extend your legs and return to start. Repeat ten reps for three sets total. Then you have 45-degree incline roll, where you hold a lightweight dumbbell dumbbell or something similar in each hand with your arms extended. Hinge at the hips until your upper body reaches a 45-degree angle. Keeping your neck in line with your spine and your gaze straight down, pull your elbows straight back and squeeze between your shoulder blades. Extend your arms back to the starting position and complete 10 reps for three total sets. Then we have incline dumbbell chest press. Where you position the inclined bench at a 30 degree angle, if you don't have an inclined bench, you can lay on the floor with pillows behind your head and back or on a couch or something or a bed. Hold the dumbbells, positioning them at the sides of your chest. Extend your arms and push the dumbbells straight up until your elbows lock. Return to start, completing 10 reps for three sets. And we have standing overhead dumbbell press, where you stand with one dumbbell in each hand, bending your elbows to position them right above your shoulders with your palms facing forward, ensuring your core is engaged and your spine stays neutral. Extend your arms and push the dumbbells upward until they touch above your head. Bend your elbows to lower the dumbbells back down stopping when your upper arms are just below parallel with the ground. Repeat the extension, completing 10 total reps for three sets. And then a bonus little cool down, stretching or foam rolling after your workout will help your body recover quicker and minimize soreness the next day or two. Try a foam rolling routine Or what I like to do is basically do the hip lifts and then basically the one that we did earlier where you have your feet flat on the ground, you're laying on your back, and you lift your buttocks off the ground. And then you switch and bring your knees to your chest in child pose, hold that for a bit, then go back to the butt lifts, and then back to child pose, and then bring your feet down to the ground. And then let your knees fall to the right, turn your head to the left, arms straight out to your side, and then lift your left knee, left foot on and place it on top of your right knee and stretch even further and hold that for a little bit. And then go back and do a butt lift and then a child pose and another butt lift and come down and let your legs flop to the left. And your head to the right with your arms straight out to your sides and then lift your right leg and place it on top of your left knee and stretch a little further hold that for a little bit and then come up and do buttocks lift and then child pose knees to your chest and then buttocks lift then child pose knees to your chest and then just kick your legs straight out slowly and slowly bring them down to the ground and relax and breathe with your arms laying on your sides and then pull your toes towards your chest and your neck towards your chest and get one long stretch and then slowly bring yourself up sit up in cross-legged position and walk your hands, take a deep breath, get your spine straight and then walk your hands in front of you, keep your head up and come back to a straight upright sitting position and then walk your hands in front of you again on the floor with your head still straight up and then come back up to a sitting position again. And now last time, Walk your hands in front of you and bring your head down. Walk your hands out as far as you can. And then slowly come up and end your session there by just breathing out or yelling out or doing what you want. Be happy. Start your day and go from there. That's it for that. I think we're going to just end that with that. Today I was going to talk about a 30-day whole food diet, but we'll talk about that maybe next week. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Have a wonderful day. Keep a smile on your face. Keep the monster away. And we will get back to you again sometime soon.